0: Welcome to another episode of the Digital Mentors Wake Up Call podcast, and I am so excited to bring this guy out, a leader inside the community here and someone who is just rocking and rolling in his business, and and Eric has spent years in sales and getting that skill set under his belt. He was a guy who kind of got pushed, forced into sales years ago and didn't want to do it, you know, had some preconceived connotations about what that meant, and he stuck with it, and he learned how to do it authentically, how to do it in a way that is, you know, he's got this compassionate closing formula and framework that is very contradictory to the, you know, people, our targets, to the, you know, let's just go hit our metrics, you know, that salesy, skeezy, pushy kind of thing that everyone is like, Ick. like, he didn't want to do that. And he hung in sales and found a new way of doing it. And he's been able to sell tens of himself, like over $20 million in products and services, and just now bringing to market his knowledge, like teaching others in sales, others who have a product or service that want to get good at selling from a compassionate place, from a place where it's not pushy or salesy, but a a way that that really – moves people there's influence and there's rapport and decisions made and people buying and and both the customers happy and so is the business owner what a concept right and now he's bundling all his knowledge up years in that sales profession bringing it to market and creating a business around it getting paid for his knowledge he was on our wednesday webinar uh last week and he just no two weeks ago two last week and he just He's, uh, he's doing the thing. He's doing the thing. And it's an honor to lead alongside him inside this community. Eric F. King, good morning, sir. Welcome to the wake-up call.
1: Thank you so much, Brian. I appreciate it.
0: And uh, I'll
1: start. Okay. Go ahead. Should I just go ahead?
0: Brother, it's all you. Yeah, I'm going to mute up, and the call is yours.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. Eric F. King here from CompassionateCloser.com. I appreciate that, Brian. And um, today I'm going to talk to you about how to master sales. I'm excited about it. But before I do so, I'll tell you my story, so you know who you're listening to. So I came to this country, the United States, when I was 19 years old. I went uh, directly to college. I went to Temple University in Philadelphia, and I I, I majored in marketing. After graduating. I got a job with Xerox, and at the time, Xerox was a Fortune 100 company. It was like Apple or you know Google, and I was excited about it. And I, I thought I would get into something like advertising or something exciting, but they put me in sales, and I didn't want to be in sales. You know, I didn't even like salespeople. I didn't want anything to do with sales because I just thought that they were all you know pushy people, and I'm a, I i was not that kind of person. But I was advised by my dad to to stay there for a couple of years just so I can learn sales because he said you can do sales in anything you do in life. So I, you know, I did that. But the unfortunate thing is 60 days into it, I hadn't made one sale. Other people have made several sales. I was the only guy. I didn't even make one sale, and I was about to be fired. So I called my dad again. I said, okay, I'm going to just go ahead and quit before they fire me. And this is what he said. He said, find somebody that sells the way you would like to sell and, and get a coach, a, a mentor. So I found a guy, but his name was Brian as well, and he was the top salesperson in our whole region for like six, seven years. So I simply walked up to him. And I said, look, can I just shadow you and just follow you around and learn what you do? Um, you know, I, you know I, I would just love to do that if you, if you give me a chance. And he said, Sure. So I had my, uh, my, uh, my planner and my, my pen, and I was following him around. And I noticed something very interesting, that he wasn't even selling. He went around meeting people, getting to know people, getting to know, you know their families, and just making friends. And then he would find out about their business, their business goals. And then he would find out about their problems and their pains and their struggles and he would write those down. And then after a while, he would then give them a recommendation based on the problems they have. So he would find a copier that meets their needs and tell them that, look, you can try this out for a couple of weeks, and based on what you told me, I think this will work for you. And most of them would say, yes, yeah, sure. All right? Then they started to just like him and trust him. And then he would he would tell them, paper at like six months and then toner for like six months, and I couldn't believe it. I had nothing to write down because there, were, there was no trickery, no tricks or anything. It was just him being genuine and helping people. And that's when I had an aha moment that you can sell and be compassionate. You don't have to be pushy or, or sleazy or salesy. All right, so under his mentorship, I started to get better at sales. I started, you know, and fast forward about eighteen months, I became one of the top in the in the top three percent of all the sales reps in the region. I was going on trips, I was getting awards, I was making a lot of money for a twenty-something young. and I became good at sales using this framework of compassionate selling. All right. So today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through six um, uh, points for you um, to be able to become a masterful salesperson. So you may want to grab a pen or your iPad or something so you can write these down. All right, first of all, let me just differentiate the difference between a traditional closer and a compassionate closer. Because a lot of us look at sales as, um, you know, how we were introduced to it through a traditional closer. And I'm going to use this short story to illustrate. All right, so let's say you, you have a family, you, your spouse, and four kids and you want to buy a a car. You actually want to buy an SUV or a minivan because you need something big enough for your family. So you go to a dealership, and and what you don't know is before you got there, they had a, a promotion for sales reps, and they said, look, we have this new hybrid car that came in, and if you sell it, you're going to make a lot more money. All right, so you go there, you meet with the sales rep, and he immediately starts talking about this hybrid car where you can save money on gas. And he's telling you all about this vehicle, and he takes you out to look at it. And you tell him that, you know, I I wasn't really looking for something like this. I was looking more for something bigger for my family. But he convinces you to take a test drive. And you're taking this test drive, and you start to like the vehicle. You get back to the dealership. He gives you a good deal, and you start buying the vehicle. So now you go home, and you show your your spouse and your kids. And they get out, and they're in disbelief. They're like, look. This this is too small. This this isn't what we talked about. It it doesn't even have the features we talked about. None of it. So they're mad at you. So now you're like, okay, now I I need to return this. Now you're mad at the sales rep, right? So so you you the sales rep lost because you're about to return the car. You lost because you know this is not what you wanted, and and the sales rep won't get any referrals. Okay, That's, a traditional closer you were introduced to a traditional closer let me tell you what a compassionate closer is all right same scenario you go to the dealership you know you know what you want you get there and the rep comes up to you and says you know welcome to to our dealership how can you what brings you here today and you start talking about how you know your family needs a, you know an SUV or a minivan and he says how big is your family and what would you like to use the vehicle for and he starts asking all these questions, right, about what you need. And then finally, he takes you out and shows you two options. And you choose one of them. You take it on a test drive. You love it. And then you get home with the vehicle. And your family comes out and says, wow, this is wonderful. This, this is seven seats. How's uh, has all the features we want. And then your spouse says, what about the car? How much is it? And he said, guess what? The rep asked me what is within my price range, and he got a vehicle within our price range. And you can't believe it. You're excited. So now you, the customer, you won. And the sales rep won. because guess what? You're telling all your friends to go to that guy. He'll hook you up. And now he's getting referrals from you. Everybody wins as a compassionate closer. So today I'm going to talk to you about how you can be a compassionate closer in your business and create a win-win-win situation. All right, so number one, first thing you must do is build your belief because sales is a transference of belief, okay? Now, in order to, to transfer your belief in your offer to your prospect, you have to believe in, number one, you have to believe in yourself, right? So you have to believe that you can do it. And how do you believe in yourself? Through personal development, right? Through getting on calls just like this, now, um, through reading the right books, going to to seminars, going to masterminds, you develop yourself. And then secondly, you have to to believe in your offer. So, you know, if you have an offer that you don't believe in, people will know. You have to believe in it. If you say, well, my offer, you know, it transforms lives. Make sure it transforms yours first, right? Use it. Use it so you can believe in yourself and your offer. Number two, you have to change your sales psychology. Your sales psychology, because we have been programmed to think that sales is bad, right? I was I was given a a, a talk a few weeks ago, and I started out by asking the crowd. I said, "What do you think of when you think of sales? Like, uh, give me a word or two, right?" I said, "No cursing, just a word or two, right?" And then they they started giving me words like pushy, like sleazy, like slimy, like shady. It went on and on and on. They couldn't think of one positive word. So I said, "Look." As entrepreneurs, you can't think like this because if you feel that salespeople are bad, you won't want to sell, and you cannot become what you despise, right? And selling is service. So you won't be able to serve your, your customers, you know, your prospects, if you don't like sales. So you have to understand that selling is a good thing. Everything, the, the world moves around because of salespeople. Right, right. The, the 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 money that goes into the economy is because of people that can sell. The car you drive is because someone could sell it. The house you live in is because someone could sell it. Right. So sales is a good thing, especially when you are compassionate in your selling. All right. Number three, build a rapport. So when you meet with a prospect, whether it's face to face or it's whether it's face to face or it's uh, I mean uh, in person or online, you have to build a rapport. And building a rapport basically is you become friends with that person. Okay, so you become friends with the person. So basically, you 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 turn a transaction, you know, to just a meeting of friends, right? Because when it's transactional, it's you know, you're nervous, you are nervous, everybody's nervous. Right? But when you get to know them, it becomes more fun. Let me give you a few examples. So let's say you meet somebody maybe at a Starbucks or something, right? You want to compliment them. You know, maybe you like their bag or you like their car or whatever it is. Compliment. Them. Start with that, all right? If you're on Zoom, you know, you know what. Let's say they're in California, you're in Virginia. Think about something you can talk about in California. Maybe maybe you know you went there before. You took the kids to Disney World. Whatever it is. Have a conversation that has nothing to do with your business at the beginning so you guys can start to know each other because people buy from people they know, like, and trust, right? So you want to build rapport. Um, Number four, you want to sell like a doctor. Sell like a doctor. So I have a sister in Chicago who is a doctor and um, I came up with this philosophy of selling like a doctor. Imagine if you walk into a hospital, okay? You're sick. You walk into a hospital, and, and uh, you, you, know, you meet with the nurse, and you know, you're waiting for the doctor. The doctor walks in and says, hey, we just came out with this great uh, antibiotic. It's, it's excellent. Oh, my goodness. It's working so well with all our patients. So I'm going to go ahead and prescribe this for you, and uh, he prescribes it, and walks out. And you're thinking, wait a minute. He doesn't even know what's wrong with me. How can he prescribe something if he doesn't know what's wrong with me? What would in medicine they call that my practice? But in business they call that losing the sale. <laughs> okay, that's what they call it. So you know, a lot of entrepreneurs they they, they have a zone of genius. They're good at what they do, but they they don't know how to sell. So when someone come, when they they meet with someone, all they do is they just talk about what they have. Okay, this is going to help you here. It's going to help you here. It's going to help you here. And at the very end, the the prospect. It's overwhelmed because a lot of what you said doesn't even apply to him or her, and they say, well, I'll think about it, or I'll get back to you, all right? So, so you want to make sure you sell like a doctor in the sense that you find out what their problem is, okay? What are their symptoms? Once you find that out, then you can make a diagnosis. Then you can prescribe some medicine. All right. So find out what they need. Just like I talked about, you know, my mentor, my first mentor, Brian, how he found out about you know their pains and problems, and then he was able to solve them. All right. So that is number four. So let's go to number five. This one is a big one. Become a storyteller. Become a storyteller. Some people say, well, Eric, you know, I'm not really good at at uh, telling stories. Well, change. Well, get good. Get good because whatever we find that we can do, right? So get good at telling stories. Why? Because stories are emotional. People remember stories. A lot of times they won't even remember facts, but they'll remember stories, right? Um, I started with my story. Some of you will remember the story, remember some of, uh, but you'll get some of the facts, right? So get good at telling stories. Why? Because, again, stories are emotional. People, people buy off emotion and not logic. A lot of times, we justify our decision based on logic, but we're really bought because of emotion. So You want to tell as many stories as possible. For instance, let's say you are in the weight loss field, okay, and you provide a solution to lose weight, and you meet with a prospect. Don't spend the whole time talking about how great your program is. What you want to do is find out about their journey and how much weight they want to lose, and then tell them a story about someone you helped that went through a similar situation and lost uh, uh, about how much uh, how many pounds they want to lose. right Now you don't have to give names or anything, but when you give those stories, they're way more likely to join your program. right? Another example, let's say you are in a uh, um, uh, tax strategist, right You help people save money on taxes. Now, when you meet with your with your prospects. Again, find out about them, right? And then, if, if one of their big goals is to lose to save money, then what do you do? Give them examples of people you helped that save money on their taxes, and they're way more likely to sign up, right? Stories are powerful. Testimonials are powerful. Just a couple of weeks ago, I you know I was at a, a mastermind, and I was looking for a hotel in the area. Do you know the hotel I chose? I spent hardly any time on their website. I was, I was reading their reviews because those are stories. And, and when I got to the hotel, everything I saw in the, in the hotel is, is consistent with the reviews, right? Because the stories is, is, is way more important than just what people say. All right, so let's go to number six. Number six is find a sales coach. Just like, you know, I was advised in my early 20s to find somebody, find someone that sells the way you like to sell, right? Because it's, it's so very important. We, you know, as business owners, if things aren't going right, we're quick to, to blame all kinds of things aside from sales because people shy away from it, right? So we think, well, maybe we should change, my, we should change our logo or our colors or whatever, right? We, we don't think we actually need to sell more. We need to become better at sales right? Um, how do you craft up your presentation, right? There's a, there, there's, a, there's a strategy to it, right? How do you overcome objections? You know, people say, well, it's too expensive, right? What do you do? Reduce your price? Then someone's going to, another person's going to say it's too expensive. You, you, then you're just, <laughs> you're just reducing your price, but you're making, any, you're not making anybody money, right? Or I have to think about it. What do you say? right? Or, or I just don't have time. I just don't have time to do this. What do you saying, So all, you know, sales is not common sense. It's something you actually have to learn. And people are not born salespeople. They're not born into it. It's It's a learned skill. Anybody can learn it. Everybody listening to me right now can learn how to be an effective salesperson if you find a coach, okay? That can help you. All right, number seven. Number seven is this. Associate with top sellers in your industry. Associate with top sellers in your industry. Right. So I, I told you that you know a couple, a couple of weeks ago I was at this mastermind in Florida with a lot of um, uh, digital marketers, okay, some of the top in the world. Right. Why did I go there? Because there are people there that have accomplished what I want to accomplish. Right. Top sellers. Right. Digital mentors is one of the best places you can be if you want to be uh, top in the industry of Uh, creating courses, and coaching programs. Why? They've done it for 15 years, right? They have hundreds of testimonials, right? So this is where you want to be. You want to associate with them, right? You want to get on all the calls. You want to go to the events when they have them. You want to associate yourself with digital mentors. Now, even if if you have a business and you want to market your business, you want to build an audience, this is where I learned how to do it in the last two, three years. I've, everything I learned, I learned it right here, right? So you want to so – if you're not signed up with Digital Mentors, you, you definitely need to do that, right? Go to digitalmentors.com. It's a, a 14-day trial. You have none to lose. You have a whole lot to gain, right? So those are the seven points that I want to share with you right now. At this time, I am going to go to the Facebook page and continue our discussion, all right? So go to digitalmentors.com forward slash page, And I will see you there. Make it a great day. Bye-bye.
0: You have been listening to the Digital Mentors Podcast with Brian Finale and your digital mentors. To learn how digital mentors can take your business to the next level, visit www.digitalmentors.com and take your 100% risk-free trial today. Creating tomorrow's leaders today. That's what we do. Why not you? www.digitalmentors.com